What's up, humans? Welcome to The Human Music Podcast. I'm Luke Rain. My co-hosts are Tesco and Rip Kinney, and we are all music producers, artists, and producer coaches. This show is where we discuss all things music production and interview amazing creatives about their origins, their process, and whatever else comes up. This week is episode 132, Goal Setting for Music Producers. We start 2023 off the rails, so right on brand. Then we get into goal setting, including how to set smart goals, how to organize and prioritize, how focus is like a muscle, how to build momentum, riding the changing waves of motivation, and much, much more. The song of the week is a new one from me and my dude, Dr. Caddy Wampus, To the Moon, featuring singer John Devlin. You can check the link below. All the links are there on that hyperfollow. And, uh, and then support our sponsors while you're down there. Uh, me and Porch put together the Spice It Up or Percussion and Foley Pack with over 2,000 percussion loops of one-shots from from us uh, including 50 rack instruments he was on the last episode go check that out if you missed it and um, dojo tv is another sponsor that's free producer live stream classes from the dojo senseis including this podcast you can come and be in a chat with us ask us questions drop gifts and all that tesco's patreon He's launched a Patreon channel where you can get educational content, project files, behind-the-scenes footage, access to Discord, track feedback, and private lessons. And a weekly download where you can learn from Ill Gates and his private weekly group lessons and get access to over 300 more episodes in the archive for just 20 bucks a month. Hit up thehumanmusicpodcast.com to find everything The Human Music Podcasts. But let's get on into this episode. Hello, people of Earth. This is Tesco with... Rip Kenny and Trap Jesus, and you're listening to the uh, Human Music Podcast. Woo! Hmm. Human Music Podcast. I like it. What's up, humans? Woo! No. We back. Back like we left something. Back like, hey, yo, you know, new phone, who this? New year, who this? Happy 2023, humans. We Back like have... Luke's microphone volume just got super quiet when we started recording. Of course. Why wouldn't it do <laughs> that? It Off to an amazing start. How could that it not? That doesn't make sense to me because it's literally, how about there when I crank it the extra one half of a notch to the whole top? Sounds, so uh, quiet. Still seems so- quiet. Sounds okay. Could be sounds surgical. Okay. Oh, my, yeah. a little. It's sitting okay in the mix for now. Yeah. You know Could what? Use some soothe. I'm just going to deal with it, I think. That's, re- that's really Sponsor max. Because normally when it's maxed, it's the same as Tesco's. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't pretend to understand. Just, just stick the mic thing. all the way in your mouth and then... Oh. Yeah, just fucking straight deep throat the SM7B. Welcome to the Human Music <laughs> Off the Rails podcast. Yeah. Taking a slight rebrand this year. We you, you've noticed the logo take is a hot perfectly pink. Good train <laughs> and run it straight through a bunch of signs saying the bridge is out. Off a gigantic bridge, fall, cliff, ravine, slamming into the rocks, and then we all jump out because it's a cartoon and go. Anybody? Well, let's talk that, about some music. That I make guess. anybody else want to watch Back to the Future Three? Yo, I'm feeling uh, like we need an animator mm. to make this for our intro. And and can we note how we are yeah. already eight years in the future, past Back to the Future Two? 
No flying cars. Yeah, they had high hopes, eh? Dude, I still ain't got no fucking hoverboard. Yeah, didn't see TikTok coming. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, They're like, oh, we're going to be living on other planets in the year 2000. Yeah, no. We just learned not to eat Tide Pods. We found out you can get porn on the internet and all that other shit went out the window. (laughs) Yeah. You know what's baffling to me? Like, this blows my mind every day that streaming for everything outside of porn is just like overshadowed by porn by like a long shot. Mm. Is it really? Yeah. Like that says a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's like the most like everything universal. combined. That's all the Avengers together. We're like the weather. Like people <laughs> yeah, look up, I, mean, I guess that doesn't take a lot of data to look up the weather. So oh, shit, if we're dude. talking about like or megabits much, downloaded. That much time. Oh, True. it's sunny. All right. I could have looked out the window and found that out. Yeah. Bye. Back <laughs> to the point. porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect day to lock myself in my basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, people having these people having these big dreams, like being on the moon. These big wet dreams. And and, and, and flying <laughs> cars. And you know, they didn't quite pan out. Maybe, maybe <sighs> it's because they didn't set smart goals to do it. That that might be it. That I, just, I, you know, if nothing else, about it and assumed everything would fall in place. But no, I I love that you made a useful segue out of that because I thought we were going to be stuck in that muck for a little bit longer. No, we're not. You know that stuck. meme of like no, of back. like society as a total utopia, and it's like if yeah. people like were as nice as they are in emails, that's literally that. If people did <laughs> smart analysis at the beginning of the year every year and stuck to it that's where we'd be as a society dude but if everyone was as nice as they were in emails like truthfully it would be a bunch of passive aggressive yeah be canada dickiness <laughs> that is a, that is a brand canada. new word that you totally understand what it means yo dickiness. happy new year jake what's yeah. good jake big up you came just in time for word of the year dickiness 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 <laughs> It's just when you're a dick. Want to put your dick in this? <laughs> That's how Saturday Night Live would present that word in joke form. But really, it's just a put ubiquitous. Your dick in this box. <laughs> yeah, word dick of the year. Box. It's only January 10th, but calling to know. Yeah, word of the yeah. century. You know why? <laughs> why go so small? Yeah, mm-hmm. next ten thousand years, nothing better is coming. Wait, 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 wait. Well Goblin now. mode was word of the year for 2020. Is that where? Oh, I think it? I actually read that, that, too, that according to the words. internet, which is always true. <laughs> that is two fucking words. Well, Somehow how else. are you about to make word of the year two words? Which one is it? Goblin Praise or mode? The year. <laughs> There's no Merriam Webster. Hyphen. I don't know that chick. That is a phrase or I a feel like term. there should be a dash added to it now Get officially the fuck out of here miriam webster what are they high on pills like you can't be doing this. this is the one person i expect to be high and tight with their with their definitions and expectations of what goes in that dictionary well at least they're high they're still working on the tight uh, apparently gaslighting that, was up there as well, which that would make sounds sense. about right. Sounds about that would right. make way more sense. Um, motherfuckers putting goblin mode funny as fuck, dude. I like that. I like That's it. Bullshit. 
I'm I'm in support of Goblin Mode. I mean, as a concept, I love that it's brought hey, to as a to Goblin the, to the limelight. I, I love it. No, but what that means? Yeah, it's, it's Oxford, time for Goblins to get representation. That might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of all the modes. Yeah. Fuck. Well, my what faith in humanity couldn't have got any worse. Has just reached rock bottom. Someone call James Cameron. We need to lower the bar. Wait, so I think uh, maybe anyone, Oxford. I think, I, think, uh, uh, I think gaslighting was Oxford's 2022 word of the year. Oh, oh, I see. I had definitely ah, heard that mm. one out there saying that gaslighting is that, you know, it's like a lot of jokes like, oh, they're just trying to make you think you're crazy or whatever. I'm not I'm not pulling that one off. I've 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 had better ones. I've had better ones than that. I'm going to move on. Back to goal setting. I'm going to set the goal of making but can you yeah, first can you set goblin mode on first, some goals. Can you can you set your mic level any higher? We just got a comment Literally in the Literally no. Like Confirming I am maxed out on multiple fronts on everything. Yeah. You are Hey, uh, Jake I can, and I can Ev- turn y'all Evan. down <laughs> on the live stream. Yeah, I um, wonder I wonder if uh, are me and Evan like fully level and it's just Luke. We'll talk, Evan. Yeah, yeah. talk. Big yeah, up. Big talk. Big up. Big up. I think Tesco's a little louder. This is okay. good. This is some mm. good podcast right here, guys. Yes, of course. Sir. I'll just be Honestly, loud. I'll with this. Yeah, just because this is the it real. Sounds like raw. there's a fucking bandpass filter on it. Like I'm just on getting who? like on Luke. It just feels huh. like Luke sounds. I'm okay. just getting the middle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's what's better. Up with that. What the fuck just happened? I like adjusted you my microphone it up, very you? slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Dynamic microphone. It's all about where you point it. Wee. Uh, look at all that. Right. See, we're learning together. Holy honestly, shit. Honestly, I like that this is very raw and there's fuck ups here because you have to pursue your goals despite fuck ups. You feel oh me? Oh my God. You guys are and, both magicians. <laughs> man, I feel like that's going to add perfectly to this but like moving forward i hope everybody wants to make this their year and doesn't let shit hold them back because we just show up every week and we're 132 episodes deep and there's a lot of people in that time that we've been doing the podcast who have told me like take a day off or relax or all that shit but we've continuously showed up to do it and that's that's all you got to do you just got to show up you just got to make some goals and show the fuck up and just do some shit day by day. Amen. So first off, man, I just want to like, for anybody that might not have heard, I, I talk about smart goals all the time. So it's, you know. It's better than dumb goals. Oh, I used to set some dumb goals, man. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> goals. Yeah, like having a flying car by 2015 didn't work. You got to set some ambitious ones. Yeah, but the smart goals, you know, they can be ambitious. They can be big. They can be little. They can even be medium, if I'm mm. if I'm being honest. But uh, one thing they got to be is specific. That's the S in the smart goals. It's an acronym, folks. So you can have that that easy easy memory to uh, to keep you there. Five little five little things. The first one is specific. Make sure, like, when you're setting a goal that you know exactly what you're asking for out of yourself. Cause it's so hard if you're ambiguous with your goals to like get there. Right. Like, like make sure you take the time when you're goal setting, like 
to, to really specify what it is you want. And then the M that's measurable. Like, are you able to tell if you did that shit or not? Putting a number in the goal is often really helpful. Like, you know, the amount of the thing you want to do, how much of the thing you want to do. And then there's actually, I've seen multiple different, uh, multiple different ones for the A. Um, some are like attainable, but I mean, like that kind of, I feel like attainable is contained within the rest of them. So I like going with action oriented. That's the favorite of mine that I've heard for the A because action oriented keeps it as something that you can do. Like, you know, winning a Grammy would be cool as hell, but other people have to like nominate you and then vote for you. Like, so it's not exactly uh, something that you can do by yourself. Like you can make a bunch of smart goals that get you to the Grammys, but like whether or not you win is up to other people. So I I like encouraging people to set goals where they're empowered to actually, uh, you know, achieve them. And then the R stands for realistic. And this is not like, oh, having a career in entertainment or music is unrealistic. This is like, do you know the steps it would take to get there? Can you get there? With like, if you don't have a map, it's going to be hard to get to where you're going. So can you make a map of the steps that you need to do to get there? If not, make a smart goal of researching the steps to get to your bigger goal. Uh, and then the final one, the T is time bound. Put a deadline on it, put a frequency on it. So uh, one one I, I've heard a lot that is not a smart goal is uh, I want to get better at producing. That's one I see a lot of people come in with. And it's like, it's like a fine aspiration. Like we all want to get better at producing. I have never stopped wanting to get better at producing. And I keep getting better at producing, but uh, let's run through. Is it specific? Nah, fam. Is it measurable? Definitely not. Like, I mean, you know, if you, if you look no, back over time, no. you can see a trend, but it's like there's no way to like check off the goal. And like you yeah. get what you get you a little get bit better. better. You like you learn one thing and then you're just like, all right, done forever. Or like you can keep second, going forever the, yeah. and you're never there. You the know? second song you ever wrote, like might just be musically incredible. And like from the first song to the second song, you'd be like, I got better. And then so does that mean the third, fourth and fifth that weren't just just happened to be not as good? Did you get worse? I, I don't know. You can't measure it, really. It's objective. Yeah. Plus, there's like a floor and a ceiling. I, I talk yeah. about this like floor and the ceiling. Like, as range. you like work, you like raise your floor and ceiling. You raise the range. And, yeah. you know, it's like when you the first day you start you're down here, you know, like the floor is I could not make music come out of Ableton. And the ceiling is I could make sound come out of Ableton, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, a year later, your new floor is so high above that ceiling that, you know, looking back. And so you will keep getting better, but like, it's not really like specifically measurable to, to tie those first two together. And it's not an action getting better at is the result of the actions you will take to get better. Right. Like watching weekly downloads, listening to say the human music podcast. Oh, that'll help. actually writing fuck fucking songs. <laughs> you know, those, those are all That's things right. like you can be one. specific and measurable. I'm going to, I'm going to watch one weekly download per week. That's a smart goal. It's specific, 
watch the weekly download, measurable, one, time-bound per week, and it's an action that you're doing. You're sitting down and watching it, and it's realistic because I know where to go to log in to watch them. All of it is very straightforward. And then if I do that and watch one of these a week, I will, over time, get better at producing for sure. And uh, so, and then action oriented, like what, you know, like, like, so that's not an action, right? And then um, realistic, since there's no steps in specificity to get to getting better, it's not really a realistic goal. And it's not time bound because there's, there's no, there's no time. I'm going to get better at by Friday still doesn't really make sense. So when you're setting these goals, humans, like think about what do I want and how am I going to get there and run it through these five little, these five little letters and, and reword your goal until you can tell that all five of these things are hit and it'll be way easier to achieve these goals that you're setting for yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. That, that whole, you know, reasoning behind it is just like having an intelligent process to go through. Cause yeah, you know, you could get to your house to downtown by just going straight there. You could take all these roundabouts and waste all this time, but that's, uh, what's like the, the saying where something about like a dude being asked how he would like chop down this tree and he was like, well, first I spend five hours sharpening the ax and then I would like spend an hour chopping at the tree. And uh, that's like really the mentality you have to take and and think about like the process that's going to get you where you want. Like, I feel like after all this time music, I just got to the point where I just stopped thinking about being successful and all this shit. Like now is just a part of the everyday. And that's where you really need to get to like. I think everybody here and everybody that's listening is probably at the stage where opening Ableton or your DAW, favorite DAW, uh, you know, it, it felt like a chore every day and you would go days without doing it and you'd have to remind yourself to do it. And and most people, you know, most of our audience at that point now where they're going into making music by themselves and not having to like force themselves, but everybody starts at that point too. And it's just slowly like, you know, the reason your, um, your, uh, floor and ceiling raises because all these habits are becoming, you know, more ingrained and becoming second nature. And you're kind of building up this like mountain of habits and like, um, the stuff that you were struggling with before, once you do it a couple of times, it becomes, you know, very simple and you build on that. And it's like, um, you know, there, there's so many different ways to take it. And, and especially if you're trying to like make this into a career and build your style and like all this stuff, you want to make it measurable, especially so that you have data on what you're doing, what's working, what's getting you closer to where you want and, and, and what isn't, you know? Yeah. And it's important to note, like the shit comes in waves too, right? Like there might be stretches where like you can't keep yourself out of Ableton and then there's stretches where it's like you know maybe you're a little burnt out and you like it's hard to hop in the DAW and like understanding that range like is why you need to build habits and smart goals to like help fight through the times when you don't have the motivation 
um, and like keep yourself more consistent. I mean, I'm totally talking to myself right now because I have mm-hmm. been admittedly uh, this whole discussion is actually great for me right now because post album and finishing the video, I have just been awash in a sea of unmotivation and unorganized mess. So, um, yeah, but you're just waiting for the Millies to roll in now. You're just- no, see, that's that's the thing. Like when I was doing the album and the video, it was just like every day I knew so clearly, like I had a plan. I had all this shit. I did all the work up front to like map out exactly what I needed to do. And I was just like woke up and I knew exactly what I needed to do that day. And now it's like people still aren't like calling me, like telling me to fly across the world to play shows and shit. So I'm like, OK, so like, what do I do now? Um, to start by write a new by album driving across <laughs> I know. town. I need to, I need to write some more smart goals, honestly. Uh, but it's funny because like I was realizing as you were saying the, you know, the stuff about the smart goals and what you said, Tesco, it's like setting a goal, like a new year's resolution is almost like you want the dopamine hit of thinking that you're going to do the thing without actually planning to do the thing. It's like, it's like a nice, it's like a nice thought. And a smart goal is you being serious about wanting to do the thing. Mm. And I think there's a huge mental shift in there that makes it really powerful. Like you said, five hours sharpening the ax, one hour cutting the tree. That might seem a little stupid to the person that sharpens the ax for one hour and thinks it's sharp enough. But what they didn't realize beforehand is when they got five hours into cutting that tree and they're only a quarter of the way through, they fucking quit. Mm-hmm. They didn't cut the, they didn't finish cutting the tree at all. And you never would have thought that before you started. But when you do the preparation and actually get serious about it, it, it like it like clicks a different switch that's like, okay, now I know what I need to do. And I think that as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that that's exactly my problem for like right now as I don't, as I don't sit down, I know like a, like a, like a list of like shit that I would like to do moving forwards, but I haven't given myself a roadmap and I sit down and I don't know what's the priority. And so you end up like spinning your wheels a lot Mm -hmm. and yeah. And Thank can, you to, for coming to my therapy session. For yeah. <laughs> and it can get when, when, when we I don't know what that. our like specific priorities are, it's really easy to like, basically like remember back at school, like, you know, there's, there's not that much going on today, but like the teacher will assign some like bullshit, busy work assignment just to technically have some homework or whatever. Like, and just like, ah, oh, this isn't really important. It's not really like moving me towards graduation, but like, uh, it, it's just filling time. It's busy work. Like, it's so easy to like get caught up in the busy work of like, oh, I feel like I'm doing something, you know, like, oh, you know, I went through and I don't know, like cleared my Instagram inbox or something, you know, and that could be technically important. You might have some good correspondence in there, but like, was that the was that the most important thing for today, or like it you don't know, even move the needle, right? 
and you know, and then shit, fuck. Every once in a while, it does. You know, you get a you get the right the right text back from somebody, and then all of a sudden, there's an opportunity. So you know, balance that out. But like, ask yourself like by setting these smart goals, you ask yourself, what are my real priorities? And then it's easier to to put your time in the right place or, you know, in the place that feels like it's going to move the needle. And, you know, everything's an experiment. It might move the needle or it might not. Uh, and if you find out you've been doing a lot of work on something that's not helping, um, then, then maybe, you know, reassess, rewrite the smart goals, try something else yeah. for a while. Um, uh, Goose Tronics put a wonderful word in the chat, a multi slacking. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. Wow. Just fantastic. Just. Thank just, you, Goose. Just fucking. That's bravo. word that, of the year. That should be word of the year, really, <laughs> because it's so easy to fall into that trap, right? You're like just not actually doing anything, but doing the thing that that feels like you're doing something, but really inside, you know, you're just doing it because it's easy uh, or, or more fun than the other thing. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like responding to an email or whatever. I heard some really good advice on like getting shit done. Um, it was like, if it takes two minutes or less, just do it right now. Like stop like fucking around with all the shit and just do it right now for someone like myself. Sometimes I have a real hard time following that because I know me too. Something that should take two minutes might take me 45 (laughs) <laughs> and that's really fucked up to say but it's the absolute truth like yeah because it's two minutes to do it and then 43 minutes to overthink it dude sometimes writing an email that should be like super simple yeah you edit the fuck out of if it it's yeah. an important interaction like god damn it three sentences did take me 45 minutes like no <laughs> shit uh but like yeah it's a good three uh, sentences in general I feel like that's a good motto to live by because for someone like me who is a master procrastinator, I will let the two-minute stuff just go into infinity until it's important. Um, and that can really like stack up on your mental and then just give you a bunch of stuff to multi-slack on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if it's more than two minutes, so basically I'll, I'll go into the, the whole system of getting shit done that it might actually even called be called like GTD or something like it, getting things done. Get like, done. yeah, the system or whatever, but it's basically, if it, if it takes two minutes or less, yeah, just do it. Otherwise, like write it down and you, Otherwise, like before do you, it. yeah, right. Before <laughs> you do anything, burn it. Yeah. You write Get all the it. shit that's in your head down on like, you know, a list or sticky notes. I think their example was sticky notes so you can organize them and shit, but I hate sticky notes. It's clutter. Yeah. Just get sticky. Get all the shit out of your head. Everybody in and the club once it's all out of your head, <laughs> then you can organize it into shit you need to do relative, you know, now or as soon as possible or two weeks from now or fucking whatever. And then you can start to organize those things. But once I, I think really the pitfall that it that it saves is if you're anything like me, you have a bunch of shit in your head that you know you need to do. But when you sit down to do stuff and you're like, oh, I'm going to be really productive, then all of a sudden your head is swimming with all those things and you can't pick the right lottery ball out of the fishbowl. It's and like you don't know. Soup. Yeah, you don't know which one is actually more important than the other. And they're still all in there somewhere. But you're like, 
this one and it's totally not the one you should be working on but you fucking do it anyways uh yeah that shit's not actually that productive you could be doing a lot better so like get it all out on paper organize it and prioritize it yeah yeah the thing is this shit is a skill just like sound design and arrangement and and everything else and it's like obviously plays an important part in like your day to day. I, a lot of that resonates with me. Like, um, you know, I definitely feel like when I get overwhelmed, sometimes I just like, will be like, Oh, well maybe I should pick off the easier ones. And then I can distract myself and like, let that be a thing. So kind of breathing through the initial, Oh fuck, I don't want to do this. This is going to be a lot is really important and realize that like there's a like the destination that you're trying to get to i mean if you're listening to a very niche music production podcast i assume is probably further than like the hobby destination right so if if you want to like stop along the way and get distracted by all of the attractions and all that that's cool it just might take you longer to get to where you want to go or you might not even fully get there but maybe music for you is working something else and um you know coming home and smoking a dube and 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 just fucking around with some modular synths and and you know or jamming with the band or whatever that could mean music can mean that for you but if you're feeling like you want to do this serious and you really can't get caught up by hobby as shit like i don't even want to say hobby shit like shit like that but i mean like you have to do some grueling work. Like you have to learn arrangement. Like you're studying for the fucking like medical exams to be a doctor or some shit. Like you should want to know it on that level. It's not that you have to, it's that you should want to go in on these details. And it's not always going to be as fun as starting a new loop or starting a new idea or starting something that can give you, um, that instant gratification or maybe tickles, that right spot in your brain in the current moment. But are you going to be happy in 10 years from now? If you don't give up in that time, are you going to be happy with hundreds of loops and unfinished ideas? Or are you going to decide that this is the year where you buckle down and really decide to study this shit and take it serious? And, you know, I'm just saying I'm coming from a biased perspective. Other people are going to tell you, Hey, have fun with it. All that. Personally, I say, fuck that. I'm going to have fun as a byproduct of getting to my goals smartly. And it's going to be work, but I don't feel like I'm having any less fun than anybody else. But I feel like, I don't know, I've taught a lot of people and there's specific things I've done to get to that place. When a lot of people have told me, uh, and I don't mean to make this like me, 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 but people will be like, oh, take a mental health break, take a day off, take something. I'll be like, what's the like one thing that I have energy for that on a high energy day, I would be like, oh, fuck that. That's like, I don't want to do that right now. That's below me. But when I'm like this and feeling like this, I could still do a little something. I could still do this. I, you know, that's like, you just have to stay tapped in and like, always be looking for inspiration and always be looking to take it one step further. Even when you're in a shitty mood, 
Yeah. I don't know if I'm fucked up, but I'd just be thinking no. like, oh, my brain chemistry is different in this emotion. Maybe I'll like write something different. Maybe Dude, I'll I really, pick up something different. I really do resonate that with that though, because it's like when you like when you're in the mode of like, you know, just trying to get all the things you're trying to accomplish done and like grinding, if you want to call it that or whatever, you're just like, this is what I'm doing. And you just do it. It's not nearly as hard as when you're coming from a period of like being static, getting back into that amount of like work and like mental capacity, focus, whatever it is like focus is like a muscle that as soon as you just let it atrophy, it's like really hard to get straight back to that same level. Like you got to like work back into it. And what I found is that like, if I'm ever like really stressed or have anxiety or whatever, it's typically caused by inaction or knowing this amoeba amorphous blob of shit that I want to accomplish that I haven't achieved or whatever. And I haven't taken steps that I know I could have towards it. And typically the, you feel better when you a start working towards that thing. B don't work towards that thing, but you go work out or do something active or C at the very least, like you said, do the easiest thing or organize yourself to where you can start making progress and like doing something to move the needle. Cause when you're stuck in that quagmire of, I don't want to do it. Giggity, I don't giggity. feel like, uh, yeah, exactly. When you're <laughs> right. giggity, I can't I just need to giggity all day. I'm not going for all day. Like, no, we've come full circle. <laughs> exactly uh it's just so hard when you're in that mode to to like feel good about the progress that you're making and as soon as you like actually just do a little bit it it just really helps everything in my opinion yeah i'm not gonna lie i feel like since the pandemic started my focus has just fucking just gone way down and i think a lot of people are feeling that way which makes me feel a little better. But I'm like, man, I feel like we're just getting more desensitized to shit. I feel like we've 10x the amount of stuff that's trying to grab our attention. And all of that stuff feels way better than sitting down and planning goals and doing the work. And you have to, have to, have to be very mindful of that. And like, you can have fun. I'm not saying don't, but like, that comes at a cost too. And the cost is a little piece of your dreams and goals and ambitions every single time. I'm not saying it's not worth paying that to an extent. You don't have to be like bad bunny level, but like, you know, just, just be aware of that. Not that like all of that stuff is very like fun and alluring and like curiosity invoking and all that stuff for a reason. It'll pull you off course. But um, I don't know, man. I think it just goes to show like if you look at the advice most people are going to give you and like tell you when it comes to what to do with it, with 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 music and like how to how to write better music and like build a career out of it and all that stuff. Uh, a lot of people are 
and, and here's the caveat. I, I, le- I feel like I could learn something from everybody. And I think you should always like be tuned into that and consider their perspective. But I think you should always be very mindful of the information you're consuming and how that's like guiding your thoughts because too much conflicting stuff will like totally derail you. You think you're on this sound and vibe and stuff. And this is what's going to be the whole thing for the rest of your career. And this is the next big thing. And then some fucking plugin comes out on Thursday and then you buy it. And then that distracts you for the weekend. And then now you're off of that, you know, train. And then now it's like, oh, well, now that's derailed and I'm done with this. And then what's the next thing? And then you just end up with a bunch of small things. But like there's real power in momentum. And, and a lot of people don't have momentum. I've lost my momentum, I feel, to a certain extent. Uh, but I feel the most in control and powerful and, and, and happy about the future and all that shit when I know that I have days of wins stacked behind me. And, and it's really hard to do that unless you lay out what does that look like? What is that on the day-to-day? It's one thing to say that you want it, but again, it's it's thinking about the execution. It's not the the thing is, if you say, I want to be at this level, then you look at people who are on that level. And then you look at what you don't have. And then you just feel shit about it. And you're just like, fuck, I don't have this. And you feel overwhelmed by how much it takes. But if you just focus on the process, like if I say I want to get jacked, right. And, and, and I just look in the mirror every day and I'm like, fuck, I'm not Jack, bro. My pecs suck. This sucks. This sucks. I'm going to have body dysmorphia in like a week and I'm going to hate my life. Right. But if I just focus on doing more pushups than I did yesterday and I just fall in love with doing pushups, bro, there's no way I'm not getting jacked. It's just, it, it's, it would literally be impossible. I would have to be like fighting against myself to not get there. And that's, that's the really powerful thing. And what do people that work out a lot tell you? Like go to the gym every day, even if it's just a little, like just get on the treadmill, just do 15 minutes, just show up. Even if you park and then pull out, just make it a habit. Just keep the momentum because the momentum is everything. So, mm-hmm. so think about that when you're making your goals. Yeah. And I, yeah. I like how you talked about like, if your goal is to get jacked, that's kind of like that to get better at producing. Yeah, get cool. jacked it's at like, producing. Yeah, I'm going to get jacked at producing or I'm going to show up and do push-ups. I'm going to show up and watch tutorials. I'm going to show up and do arrangement exercises. I'm going to show up and, and you know, do sound design for 15 minutes a day. Whatever it is, like... Get some reps in. Yeah, get, you got to get reps in. And using, using, like, the smart goal system prioritizing your goals, organizing your goals and thoughts around your goals, all this like can give you that clarity of like, wait, what am I actually trying to focus on? Instead of, like you said, if you're like focusing on, it's good to know like what direction you want to go. If it's like to more strength, you know, weighing less or, you know, more endurance. Like what's like, what's your physical workout goal? Like it's important, like a personal trainer, probably ask these kind of questions if they're good at their job when they start working with you and assess along the way like what's your real goals here and let's like break them down so that we can get an action plan it's the same with production like what are your real goals right now and 
these goals can and will shift. Like in 2019, I recognized one of my biggest issues was like getting lost in my folder trees that were pretty unorganized and like spending way too much time second guessing my sound choices and my melody choices and stuff. So the first thing I focused on was like, all right, let me get out of the folder trees when I'm writing by making like a sound palettes, you know, making a, making a, a song template that I can open up that has a bunch of instruments so I can just write. And then once I had that out of the way, I was like, okay, now the second biggest issue for me that I'm going to focus on now was second guessing my writing choices. And I worked on that with timer beats. And so I would like set a timer first. It was just two hours. I'm going to like, I'm going to be able to write the first draft of like a no middling around style, you know, intro, build up, drop outro, just like a quick minute and a half song. doesn't really matter how good it is. I just know I've only got two hours to get there. And that helped me like stop thinking. And then I, I saw the, like the magic timer, you know, thing that Dylan does with the workout timer. And I started making like more specific, got more specific with my timers. And I was like, okay, cool. I've got 15 minutes to write the chord progression, 15 minutes to make a, you know, melody and a baseline off that 15 minutes to do build up drums. Hey, look at that 45 minutes. I got the whole outro. I'm halfway there. I'm on, I'm on track. And then, you know, you know, broke the broke, making the drop into three sections. And Hey, look, I've got my, my build up and my drop in nine in 90 minutes. And then once that got a little easier and it wasn't as much of a challenge, I made it 10 minute sections. And then I made it five minute sections. And before you know it, if I have a good song template, I could, I could bust out, uh, 30 second sections oh shit man speed run <laughs> yeah but you I know like even, i can't even pick a kick drum in five minutes dude <laughs> seriously that's why you pick eight kick drums you really like put them on a drum rack and put them in there and then write the song and if you if your song sucks there was no need to spend a bunch of time picking the perfect kick drum for it if the song is really yeah. dope and the only problem is I don't like these drum samples in this song, then you get to go spend as much time as you want replacing drum samples because yeah. the yeah, song already exists and it's worth yeah, it, right? Me. <laughs> no, actually, one thing that I have found that really does help with that stuff, like like I said, you go in waves, right? Like sometimes your brain is just like, no, you can't move on until you have the right kick drum. Like, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Oh, but like, that's why that's exactly why I did what I'm just talking about, because right. I couldn't. And I was like, Sometimes I've got to stop. Happens. This is killing me. <laughs> other times, other times it don't matter. You find a kick drum. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll replace it later. Whatever. Yeah. But if you're in that mode where you're like, I can't write shit quickly because I'm, I have to pick all the right shit and like I'm, I'm just stuck in it. Open an old project file that's like a finished song that you released or like as finished as you've gotten so far in your production journey, delete out all the instruments or not delete out all the MIDI, delete out like all the shit and then use the instruments that are there and the samples that are there to, to write the thing and then switch everything out. Because if necessary. When, right. Well, it might be that right. that hi-hat yeah, works might. just fine in a second song. Yeah. Switch <laughs> out as cares. much stuff as or you need to second song. for your own artistic integrity or, you know, just not to bite the same song or whatever, whatever you're doing. But like, yeah, just I found that if it, 
if the shit sounds good as you're making it, you just end up with more momentum in that song in the early stages. And like the, the early stages are real important for like feeling like it's going to get done, you know? So like like, breakfast, most important meal of the day. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't eat it. Born stage. (laughs) Yes. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Who wakes up early enough for breakfast? (laughs) Not me. I put I put uh, lion's mane mushroom powder in my coffee. Does that make me a breakfaster? I don't think it does. That makes you listen to Joe Rogan podcast. I've actually never listened to Joe Rogan podcast. Is that <laughs> how do you get on? That's actually impressive. That's like that I've a- never. That's <laughs> like I've never seen Harry Potter any of them ever or something like. Yeah, I've never lived in Hawaii and never surfed. Yeah, right. Like. like I'm on Earth and I have somehow never heard any Joe Rogan. That's it's just. I mean, like, you point. see clips of it and hear you know the fucking sound bites of it on YouTube and shit. But I've actually never. Yeah. I'm, Who got you on mushrooms is, then? It's like the Mario uh, Brothers. Uh, Tim Ferriss actually. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense then. Yeah. He's like, he's like a, a beta test Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, good. his podcast is nearly as good as ours, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's we're like good. here, and then Joe Rogan's both like Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, and then like. See, the problem is that, that those guys don't have two cool homies to hang out with on every episode and go off the rails with. <laughs> True. Exactly, it's really the. It's issue. not as fun to listen to as this podcast. <laughs> probably, I like to think so, uh, but like it might his be more billions serious. of viewers would probably disagree, but. I feel like if they came here, our shit, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> Goal: steal this is all of Joe Rogan's <laughs> fans. Uh, yeah, all of our commentating at the UFC. This is just the three of us. Yep. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh man, that guy's the doing a thing Dude, with okay. his arms. I think we have to do <laughs> Fear Factor. Oh my lord! Us host the show. That's you really have to write a song and all the snares sound like shit. <laughs> Choose carefully. <laughs> you have to make the snare out of the sound of you biting into this cockroach. Oh my god. Oh, actually, I'd probably have some good crispy highs on it. That actually is <laughs> kind of a good idea. Kind of. <laughs> the, the sample sounds least- like a good idea. Biting the cockroach still sounds rough. That shit is at least a 500k YouTube video. <laughs> if you if you bit a cockroach for a snare, kicked yourself in the balls for the kick, I don't even know how you do that. It's that's not a fear factor thing, anyways. That's kind of fucking dumb, dislocate your hip real quick. <laughs> that would hurt worse, I think. Uh, it would work. It would work. Well, that's more of a perk sound. It's hey, that's more of like a hey, look over there, some rails. Want to get on them? <laughs> huh hey look rails we can get on those um i don't see those i haven't seen those for a while that having like a signature toolbox of sounds that you can always reach for that has a little bit of everything you would use to make a tune is a really good time saver and that's like that's really true like having like yeah there's a lot of good ways to organize your library and that can be like a really good goal to spend x amount of time per day slash week on on library maintenance organization building drum racks uh building instruments 
sound designing, whatever you feel is like, I, you know, often like really like making your strengths stronger and shoring up the weakest weaknesses seem to be two places that, that really help. You know, if you got something that you're super dope at and it like sets you apart from the crowd, definitely keep, uh, keep working on that. And then if you, uh, if you've got something like, Oh, this is the thing that's the biggest time suck. This is the thing that's screwing me over the most. Like, and then after a while, like you level something up a bit, then you want to switch. Like after I had a bunch of, uh, a bunch of palettes with a bunch of sounds in them and I had gotten way better at timer beats and like gotten myself out of that, that rut that I was talking about of, of getting lost in the, Oh, is this a good enough snare? Oh, is this a good enough melody? And just wrote a bunch of songs. Like I leveled up a lot in a lot of areas by, by focusing on those two things for that year. I was still, you know, kind of trying to mix tracks, but I wasn't that good at mixing yet, but you know, I would still like do my levels and everything. And then I realized in 2020, like, okay, now I've got all these songs that are like kind of poorly mixed, I want to like get better at mixing. So I focused my watching of tutorials on mixing tutorials more often than not. And I like looked at all the things I was doing to set up each mix and thought, okay, well, how can I made beat making templates? How can I make a template for mixing? Like, Oh, what, what buses do I always set up? What groups do I always set up? What's on those groups? Where's what routing is always happening? Where am I doing my side chaining? Like all these things, you know, what's, what's my current mastering, you know, chain that I usually put together. Let me just save that as a preset. And so I started saving presets for mixing and saving myself a bunch of time over there and really focusing on like, if I write a new song, mix it and master it to the best of my ability right now. And then if I am not feeling motivated to write a new song, grab one of the many songs I wrote the previous year and, and redo the mix and see what happens hit save as you know and and run through my new process and as you run through the a process over and over and make it a priority to focus on it you'll like grow that and then you know and then something shifts again and then you know like 2021 i was like djing was the thing i really was caring about caring about more and i was writing less and engineering less but when i did feel like you know writing a song I could jump in and write that song and mix it to a way better ability than I used to be able to, even though I wasn't spending a bunch of time specifically learning that stuff. And then after I did a bunch of DJing, then I was like, man, I want to get better at arrangement again. And then, Hey, I want to get better at mixing and mastering again. And so it's just coming around the circle to it, to whatever you can kind of like ride, like, like it's like a wave of, you know, motivation. You talked about surfing a minute ago, Tesco, like, you know, like way different waves come and like catch, catch the one that's, that's present for you. If like, you're really excited about sound design right now, focus your time there and get better at it. And if, you know, after a while, the sound design wave starts to fizzle out and it's not as important to you as it was like, figure out what the next passion is. And yeah. especially for people like starting out where you don't have like, deadlines of when the album is due from for the label or some shit like right like if that's if that's what's present for you if you've got like an actual deadline externally that you agreed to yeah probably focus on that get that album done you know so like writing the tunes mixing the tunes editing the tunes like that's probably your main priority for a while and then you finish the album and then maybe you gotta like 
learn about promotion, you know? And like, sometimes it's like this external necessity that tells you, Hey, this is the next thing to learn. And sometimes it's internal. It's like, yo, where's my passion at? Where's my, where's my joy lie? You know, where, where can I follow? How can I follow this thread of my intrinsic motivation right now? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes, uh, do you guys fall into this sometimes where like, you know, there's some like shit you got to learn. Like say, for instance, you want to learn how to run ads on YouTube and you like, you even bought a $19 course that tells you how to do it. And it's like 10 videos and they're all half an hour long and you start watching the video. And even though, you know, you need to watch that video to get better, you start having this like antsy feeling like watching a video isn't being productive enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I take maybe notes that's just during, me, but I and, fucking like really struggle with that sometimes where I'm like. So ah. this has made a really big difference for me. Um, I got on this app recently, but I have always been doing a kind of same type of idea. Um, it's called Notion. It's free. There's paid plans and stuff, but I love it because uh, you could basically make like your own like Wikipedia slash website. Like it's like a journal, but you can link pages inside and make diagrams and charts and like you can fucking put a database in there and Excel files and all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. And I feel you completely on that. And and a lot of the times is because at least for me, I feel like I want to be able to execute on something right now. I want to be able to like do something right now. And I don't know how this fits into the picture right now. So if I could take notes, I can make it fit into the picture right now. And the thing is about the notes is before I would like take the notes and then maybe not get around to that for a bit. And then I would have to like relook stuff up. Basically, I would never get deep enough into a topic where it would consolidate in my mind. I would always have to kind of build it up. But now I just keep like my own like wiki of notes on how to how to uh, make visualizers and different content and good branding practices and everything I find is like linked with the video I watched, the notes I've taken on it. You, there's a table of contents in the app um, and it makes it sick. So when I revisit stuff, so like for example, this year I'm getting really into music videos and other type of content like that and visual stuff. And there's a lot of notes I took from like seven months ago, which was a really good starting point. Like, oh yeah, here's like all these effects I wrote down that I need to learn these names because this is shit that I, I've I've watched tutorials and I've identified that I like this. So now immediately like this time hasn't gone to waste from before because now I've written down like key terms and definitions and like almost set like checkpoints for myself when revisiting this stuff. And then I make a new like heading in the table of contents. And then I just add that. And then I research what that is. And then that leads you to new terms and so on. But what is it? Yeah. Keeping notion and O T I O N keeping my notes very organized and, and compiled and like constantly like reading through my bullet points of all the important shit has been like such a, such a day and night difference. And uh, before, like when I was figuring out my style and stuff and what I would tell people is like, always keep a, a notebook around and like write shit down. 
Um, Cause there's certain stuff about my style that like now that I've been trying to do it for a while, or I've been influenced by a certain thing or whatever, I just practice articulating that into words. Like what exactly am I trying to convey? How do I do this technique? Almost as if I'm trying to teach somebody how to be Tesco. If, in case of emergency, if you need a replacement, do this. And, and that really helps me like keep that in mind. And like, if I start experimenting with new stuff later on or whatever, there's shit I've read in my notes. Like, Oh yeah, I used to love doing that trick. I did that like every song and I forgot about that. And then I do it in this context. And like, now has been enough time. I find a way to make it fresh or it's like, a content idea where I'm like flipping through my notes and I'm like, Oh yeah, this like caption that I, that I could use for a story. It could be something basic as fuck. I always like keep that organized song titles, uh, ideas, uh, for videos, video scenes, uh, skit ideas, all that kind of shit. Like it's not valuable just to have it spread out everywhere where you have to go and invest all this time now to like collect it and like sift through it. Like keep that shit organized from the get go and take some time like this month before the year starts. I'm a big advocate of deleting samples. I deleted 80% of my library before new year. So I would say that's a really good place to start. If you don't delete samples ever, then I hope that sets some perspective. I I just kept the best 20% of my shit and I deleted any like generic sounds that I feel like have been used a lot. And that's just a little shit now where I know like every sound I pick is going to be fresh and it's going to be something I like. And that, that immediately saves time. Like and and two, when I scroll through samples, if I search a uh, perk loop and I click on something and I'm like, ah, this is too like trancy f- and I'm doing like my electronic R&B pop thing. I just delete that shit. I don't need that. I don't need my program and my sample library to be as equally accessible and usable for every genre. I want my specific custom toolkit and my custom program and sandbox that I can play within. That's pretty swag. I'm too much of a hoarder to delete. It's a good feeling when you, what I, what I will do is I'll move it to an external drive that I know I'll never open. (laughs) Uh, which sounds pretty silly, but takes less time to delete the sample. If you're looking for something <laughs> yeah. specific, sometimes search. I have found. Anyways, my like way sucks. You're smart. <laughs> Man. Actually, though, that's the thing, though. Splice is basically the only folder I'll go into for samples. And when I pick samples on Splice, I'm fucking picky. Yeah. Like, there, it's rare that I'll pick something that's like, meh. So pretty much everything in the Splice folder is something I really want to use. But... There's definitely stuff that's that I'll like I've I've scrolled through plenty of times and been like, nah, that's not really quality enough. I should really think of how much time each of those samples have wasted. If you just have like a a list of like the same 10 that you click down from this one pack that you never use, that probably takes eight seconds scrolling through it. If you've done that fucking 50 times, that's serious time. That's I mean, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
that's um that that that's a, a really big part is just like have everything as easy as possible to do like what you'd want right like when you first get your DAW it's just as easy to make like country music in it as it is like left field bass or trance or DNB or some shit like that because it just starts from a default template that's just an audio track or whatever right and you have to build it up to be what you want but if you start from a template that's specialized for what you want, if you have a library that's specialized for what you want, yeah, it might make writing country a lot harder. But fuck it, you're not writing country. So identify anything that you don't want to do and just eliminate that as a possibility. Burn the bridge. Decide that there's no point of return. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It sucks when I go back to projects and I open it and I'm like, fuck, I deleted that sample. I don't know where I got that from. That sucks. But chances are I have a sample that's very similar or I could layer two samples and get something similar. And even if it changes the feel of that track, I have something that's going to be similar enough. And B, I decided that this is my group of sounds I want to use anyway. So fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, something I realized when I was like, okay, I want to keep the project files for escapism in prosperity in a in a way that I could open them and fuck with them mm-hmm. uh, just because I feel like they're important to me. Collect all and save that shit and yeah. then move it to an external because yeah. that way you won't fuck yourself. Amen. For all the humans out there. Yeah, like three externals and put it on the cloud too because you can never be too sure are you mm-hmm. are you talking to me i literally have three externals everybody sitting on my computer <laughs> i'm looking at three and an iCloud drive right here where Damn, i only have dropbox so i'm not gonna lie um yeah man yeah man the sample library thing is huge um going through your synths and deleting presets you don't like one really good way to use up your splice credits you could download presets for synths I, I went through when I did my whole library rehaul, deleted all the shit, trash ass serum uh, stock presets, went through my libraries I downloaded, deleted the shit ones, and then I just took it out of all the libraries and put it into my own Flux, leads, whatever, and just yeah, kept dude, the best of the best shit. And then Splice, the, yeah. you could download them for three credits a uh, preset. So it helps the credits go nice and easy if you got a fucking gazillion and you want to cancel. Yeah, I got 2,900 uh, credits to burn through. Yeah, dude, that's that's a lot of presets. The last three songs I made, I decided like, yo, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like pick a tempo and a key and just go to Splice and download like 30 (laughs) things and drag them all into the DAW and see what turns into a super loop and start That's, chopping like and that. flipping shit. And like, it's, it Yo. was a really fun exercise and I actually really liked the songs I made out of it. Uh, you know what you'd I, like? I went from like 3,050 to 2,900. I'm like, oh my God, like I've got to, <laughs> I've got to go faster than this. You know what you like? There's an app called Coso that's made by Coso. Splice. C-O-S-O. And it basically creates like spark loops or whatever for you. You give it a vibe and then it finds four different 
layers like a drum loop a melody loop a lead loop a vocal loop or an effect loop whatever and then you just hit random or you could swap them out individually but it gives you like a little palette to play with and then you could just save it to splice and download it that's super sick that's dope i will say that Very that nifty. serum preset organization when i switched to my new computer I just randomly realized the exact same thing as you. It was like, I have been literally saving all my presets and like, I'll say like 98% of uh, the presets that I use are some shit that I made or we made for hyperdrive. And like, or that like, like straight up never used any of the other 12, whatever fucking folders were in serum and all of the presets that I used were in one thing. And it was, granted i had it organized by like you know base reese whatever i was like that's fucking dumb deleted out all the other folders and just took all of my user presets and made that the fucking only list that i have in serum and that has been choice yeah yeah it's amazing when it's like custom for exactly what you need it to do like then every sound you click on is just like something you'd want it's not like every fifth yeah. yeah, it's crazy too because it's like so fucking obvious because you do it with we've preached you need to do that with your samples so mm-hmm. many times, but I never fucking thought to do it with my presets until just now. Yeah, man. And one thing too, like the reason why templates are so important is because like sidechain, a lot of the times the scene and, and sidechain is just one example of, of one of these things is seen as like an annoying thing like, oh, yeah, oh, I'll do the sidechain later. or Oh, I got to do the sidechain. But if you set that up as a template, you can really dial it in over time and get familiar with the specifics of it. And somebody that gives like really deep attention to that versus somebody that's just like, oh, fuck, I got to do the sidechain again is going to get way better results. And when sidechain really like clicked for me there's a difference between doing it and then you have like a really quick attack time say if you're doing like house or dubstep or something uh like i would do it and then it would have like a really fast attack time and it wouldn't give any of that like swaying pumping feeling and then when it first like when i first did that was like holy fuck because i'd been doing it wrong for so long um and then when i dialed it into the template then i was like focus on like milliseconds and then the curve of like the thing. And like, you're not going to go into that detail if you're setting it up from scratch every time. And like, man, my, my side chain has just become like so much more dialed in. And I know, like, I know how to adjust it from song to song. I'm not like trying to find the one size fits all solution anymore. And like, I know too, like how to use it as a stylistic choice in certain sections of the song and pull back here and all that kind of stuff. And, and really that versatility and expression with a simple concept like sidechain came from me just having it accessible and baked into the project. And, you know, maybe you'll set shit up wrong at first, but if you write five songs and you set it up wrong, when you do it right, it's going to be a big holy shit moment that you won't forget because like you listen to it this way for the last five tracks. And then when you go back and you do it on those songs and you're like, Whoa, holy shit, the difference. And Oh, it doesn't work on this song, but it fucking changes these three completely. Like those are the holy shit moments where 
you know, again, like a simple ass concept like sidechain, the the amateur or the hobbyist is going to overlook that for the cool fun shit like getting high and playing riffs or sound designing and shit, which is cool. But you're always going to be missing something that you can have the sickest sound design, but if it's not ebbing flowing off the drums, you're always going to be trying to sound design that shit in and it's not it's not going to work. Yeah, you got to save your time for the shit that matters. And honestly, like sidechain is one of those things that is like so fucking important, but like it's really easy to overlook. And the thing is, like when you think about it, like motherfucker, that shit is going on through your entire track. It's like master chain level important. Mm -hmm. That shit like you want your kick to hit like you spent all this time picking a good kick sample and EQing it and all this shit. And you like barely thought about sidechain as an afterthought. Like, come on. Yeah. And like, like you said, like build it into your template. And then at some point I realized that I could just make a MIDI channel that anytime I put MIDI in it, it sends that MIDI to an operator playing a white noise sample with an envelope that is like exactly what I want. And like, now I don't even have to fucking think about it. I know that if I have a kick that has a little bit longer oomph, I go up to the operator and I change the length of the sample from 20 milliseconds to 30 and that shit is done and it sounds fucking sick. Like that, those are the things in your template that is going to save you time. I also love how in this production podcast, we, we, we had a topic of smart goals and we're talking about side chaining. I mean, um, we're talking is, about templates, which ultimately I would say is smart. I mean, yes, I'm saying um, I, I, I love the fact that we can't go a single episode without getting into some nitty gritty technical help your shit out stuff. Yeah, uh, hey man, we, that's, that's what it's all about, you know? Hey man, that's why it's a podcast and not a TikTok video, you know? But <laughs> to give, to give us something TikToks? for TikTok video... Hey, real quick, let's run uh, down. There, there we go. Real quick, let's run down what SMART goals are again. Make sure your goals are specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and time-bound. So when you're setting these goals to make 2023 the best year of production and creativity you've ever had yet, make sure you're doing SMART goals, y'all. Specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and time-bound. Sharpen those axes. Boom. Drop the motherfucking mic. Yeah. <laughs> Psych is still there. Uh, well, stand you know. this whole time. <laughs> Turns out this, the stand is pretty sturdy. Rip the cable out. Unplug the mic. Rip the like, Kenny. Spin it off the mount and slam it on the ground like you're doing a touchdown dance and then instantly regret it. I would regret it so much. I love do this it. microphone. Yeah, But yeah, that. man. I think uh, well, that feels like a boat. It does. I'm going to tell him peace. Okay. Bye. Peace. Peace among worlds. Peace among worlds. I like it. Yes, humans. Thank you so much for being here with us. Highly appreciate y'all. It's beautiful. Uh, another good episode in the bag. And uh, yeah, hit up the humanmusicpodcast.com for all your all your needs. Uh, you know, 
check out our different streaming services and our and our sponsors, including Spice It Up Percussion of Foley Pack. That's me and Porch putting together 2,000 percussion loops and one shots and 50 rack instruments. Dojo TV, where you can watch us live, be in the chat, uh, and get classes from a lot of other dope Dojo senseis. Tesco's Patreon. Uh, where you can get educational content, project files, behind-the-scenes footage, access to his Discord, track feedback, and private lessons. And the weekly download, where you can learn from Ill Gates and his private weekly group lessons and get access to over 300 more episodes in the archive for just 20 bucks a month. And uh, the song of the week, that's Dr. Caddy Wampus and your boy Luke Rain, To the Moon, featuring John Devlin. Make sure to go bump that, run it up, put it on your playlist, like it, save it, share it with your friends. Appreciate y'all humans. Peace. Peace among worlds.